0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself Podcast. Today, we're going to be focusing on an important aspect of career development, and that is networking. We're going to be talking about why it's important and how to make it less scary. Because let's be realistic, it can be intimidating to network, no matter whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or something in between. So on today's episode, I'm going to share with you a framework on how to approach networking so it's less scary and more effective. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. Okay, let's talk about networking. First of all, why is networking important? I personally believe that networking is key for success. Many experts agree that the most connected people are often the most successful. Let me repeat that. The most connected people are often the most successful. When you invest in your relationships, whether they're personal or professional, it can pay back in dividends throughout the course of your career and your life. Networking can help you develop and improve your skills, stay on top of industry trends, or being on the know of what's going on. Keep the pulse of the market, meet prospect mentors, partners, customers, friends, and gain access to resources that can help you develop your career and feel fulfilled in life. So today, what I wanna talk about specifically in the realm of networking is how to make it less scary. Because here's the thing, networking can be intimidating. It doesn't matter whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or a blend of the two. Networking is putting yourself out there is sometimes implies getting vulnerable in the space that is not always comfortable. There are many things that might be holding you back today from networking. Think about it. When was the last time that you had the opportunity to attend a networking event and you decided not to go? Or you went to that networking event and you stick to the only person that you knew in the room for the entire event and You go home feeling disappointed because you didn't accomplish what you were going to or you had in mind when you went to the event. We all have been there. And what I really want to encourage you to do is to reflect a little bit. And this can be a great journaling prompt to write down what are the things about networking that scare you. What are the things that have stopped you from networking in the past? Or as I mentioned, to have the courage to go to that event with an end in mind to meet new people. Maybe you even had people in mind that you wanted to meet with and you were excited. And at the end of the event, you went home feeling disappointed, mostly on yourself for not being your best self at that event. Well, this past week, I was coaching some friends on this topic. And some of the fears that came up were things like fear of being judged by others, fear of not having what to talk about, um, fear of um, asking for help, fear of how am I going to follow up with so many people afterwards, it seems like a lot of work to keep up with it and time that I don't have and maybe fear of I'm not well versed in social media. So how I'm going to connect with them afterwards in LinkedIn. So whatever your fears are, it's important that you start by being self aware of what are the things that are holding you back today, because then you can put a plan in place. To become better and more comfortable at networking. Personally, one thing that was stopping me from network, and I think this was at a very surface level, it was not the core why of why I was afraid of networking, but my excuse was I don't have time. I'm too busy between work and the kids and all the things. Um, and then I force myself to schedule time in my agenda and make it a priority. Ideally, um, one hour, but you can get started with just 15 minutes a month. Plan network meetings, coffee chats before the next month starts is part right now of my monthly planning. I every year at the beginning of the year, I am very intentional as to who I want to network with that year. And every month I check with who I have connected and who I want to connect next month. That was my way of pushing to aside my excuse of not having time for networking. A few years ago, I identify expanding my network as one of my development goals. And I make it a priority. And if it's a priority, you're going to make the time. If it's not a priority, then you like me would have the excuse that I used to have that I didn't have enough time. Maybe your excuse is I'm an introvert. I, I, it's uncomfortable for me, it's difficult for me. Um, we'll talk about some things that you can do today that are going to help you wake break through that. Uh, Maybe is I don't know who to connect with. I'm lost. I don't know who is the people that I should be networking with. We're going to be talking about that today as well. Or maybe I'm scared of not making the best first impression on people. And we're going to be talking about that as well today. So where to even start if I want to make networking a priority? If I want to focus on growing my network and nourishing my network, where should I start? And let me tell you this, when, when people talk about networking, the first thing that comes to our minds, and think it for just a second, what came through your mind so far as I'm talking about networking? we immediately think about networking events, events with lots of people, right? And networking doesn't have to involve a big event. In fact, if you are, like me, an introvert, that is the worst of the worst. Like going to a big event with hundreds of people where you don't know anyone, you probably find yourself, like me, going to the event, determined to network, and then you get there and you don't know what to do and you feel awkward and you scan the room for the one person that you kind of know or have met before and you walk directly to that person with your blinders on, not even looking to the sides, not making eye contact with anyone until you reach that person and then you start breathing again. And then you stick with that person for the entire event. And then you go home feeling disappointed once again because you did not connect with anyone. Networking doesn't have to be stressful. Networking doesn't have to imply going to a big event. We'll talk about how to choose and pick what events to attend. And I'm not suggesting that you don't go to any events, but I think you need to be as strategic and selective as to what events you go to. So where to start if you want to build your network, if you want to strengthen your network? I think that you need to start with your current network, with your current contacts. And there's three steps that you need to follow. First of all, you want to prioritize your contacts. Second, you want to schedule time to connect and be intentional about connecting with your contacts. And three, you want to reevaluate your strategy frequently. So let's talk about these three things. Let's start with prioritizing your contacts. This is what I typically do every year as part of my annual planning. I get a piece of paper and I write the numbers 1 through 50. And I use three pen colors or marker colors to do this exercise. I would use one color for the first 10, another color from 10 to 25, and another color from 26 to 50. And this is what I do. I go through all my contacts. You can go to your contact list. Maybe you have it in Outlook. Maybe you even want to go to LinkedIn and see who you're connected with in LinkedIn. And then pick based on where you are in your life. And this is why there is a step three that says reevaluate your strategy because depending on what stage of your life you are or your career you are, what's going on right now in your life, what are your goals in the current year, this list can look very, very different from time to time. So what I do is I write down or prioritize my top 10 contacts. And I ask myself, if I could only connect with 10 people this year, who do I want to connect with? And then if I only could connect with 25 people this year, who those 25 would be? And if I feel really courageous and really, in the mood or is the year that I really want to stretch myself out in networking, then I go for 50. The next step is right after you come up with the list, go to your calendar and start scheduling 30 minutes of your time with your top 10 contacts. This could be maybe you send them an invitation Or maybe it's just a placeholder to remind you to give this person a call. For example, if the person that you want to reconnect with is your mom or a cousin, you're not going to send them an invite three months in advance, but you want to put a reminder on your calendar, maybe on their birthday or maybe on a special occasion to connect with them and be intentional about connecting with them. If it's a professional contact, maybe someone at work, maybe you want to send an invite to connect for coffee or a virtual coffee these days or a more formal meeting if that person is a mentor or a sponsor or someone up in the hierarchy of your organization. Then the next thing you want to do is for each person, now that you have blocked time, is to decide what is going to be your strategy for connecting with that person. I learned from John Maxwell. He he taught in a class that I attended. He says, when I'm meeting with someone, when I'm interviewing someone, I spend double the time preparing for the meeting than the actual length of the meeting. So if you block 30 minutes to connect with someone, especially if that someone is someone who is really important, maybe... Not important in the sense of a title, but important because of the influence that that person can have in your life, or the strategic connection that it come become in your life. Then you want to spend at least an hour preparing for that half an hour meeting with that person. And what I mean preparing is. Maybe jogging some questions that you want to ask that person. Maybe putting your thoughts together as to what you want to share with that person. Okay? And then step number three is to reevaluate your strategy. Meaning, once in a while, you need to revisit who is in your list and checking with yourself. Have you connected with the people that you wanted to connect? Have those connections been successful? Meaning Did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish out of meeting with these people? And if the answer to those things is no, then you need to reevaluate your strategy, rethink who you want to connect with, how often you want to connect with them, how, when and where you're going to connect with these people. And making sure and being aware that your strategies can change once again, depending on what stage of your life or your career you are or what you're focused on or what you want to accomplish. So that is where you want to start when it comes to networking with your existing list of contacts, reconnecting with people that is already in your contact list. Because if you meet someone, if someone makes it to your contact list, but you lose contact with that person, what is the point? It's useless. You want to continuously nourish your relationships and your connections. And I know that last year, it was really, really challenging in the middle of the pandemic when we're all working from home, and we lost the opportunity to connect with people face to face. Even in the office, I remember... A lot of my networking happened in the coffee break room or on the hallways or at lunchtime or when I was grabbing a coffee or I would meet with people at Starbucks and connect there or go for dinner or go for happy hour and all that is gone. And we are so um, video conference fatigue that or meeting fatigue that we don't, the last thing that we want to do is add another meeting to your your calendar right now after you're done with work. So it's been more and more challenging to connect with people. And what I want to invite you to think about is creative ways that you can connect with people even if it's not a meeting, because it doesn't have to be a formal meeting. It doesn't have to be a phone call or a Zoom call. There are many ways that you can stay in touch with your contacts, and that should be part of that strategy. Now, back to now that I connected with my contacts, how do I expand my network? How do I add more people to my contacts? And I watched some time ago a TED Talk by Stacy Flowers. I really, really recommend you to watch it because she talks about the five people that you need in your life. And I think this is a phenomenal framework, both for personal and professional contacts. Who do you want in your network? And he talks about five people once again. She says, you need the cheerleaders the people that believe in you when you struggle and that will help you believe in yourself. You also need mentors, people that can point you in the right direction when you feel that you're lost, people that can share their experiences and help you develop certain skills or improve in certain areas of your life. You need coaches, People that will take you out of your comfort zone so you can maximize your potential. You need friends, people that hear out your dreams and your deepest desires, people that, are, that know you, that are going to be there for you when you need them. And then you need peers that can help you stay focused and on task. And I think that a lot of times we underestimate many of these people. We tend to focus, when we think about networking, first of all, we narrow networking to is a professional thing, is to help drive my career, is to line the next job, is to line the next promotion, is to have someone that I can give a call when I need help. That's what we think or that is our goal or intent when we want to network. And network is much more than that. I think we underestimate the power of networking with peers, with people that are in um, at the same level of us or even at a lower level than us. Because you never know who can help you in the future or who you can help in the future. Um We underestimate the personal networks many times. We are less intentional about the personal networks that we are about our professional networks. So I think we need to find that balance, right? Um, Okay, now we touch on who you should look to connect with. Now let's talk about how, right? And the first thing I mentioned that comes to our minds when we think about networking is this networking events. And I am the kind of person that suffers of FOMO, fear of missing out. Whenever there is an event, I want to be there. I want to participate because what if I miss out the greatest thing ever? And I personally have a difficult time to decide what events to attend or what events most difficultly what events not to attend. So I develop a checklist for myself to help me identify what events I should go versus what events I should pass on. Because many times what has happened to me, and maybe you can relate, is that I will sign up for all these events. And a big percent of those events After the event, I felt that I could have made a better use of my time That going to that event because it wasn't what I was expecting, because I did not have the opportunity to network as I was expecting or with who I was expecting to network. So some of the things that I asked myself before going to an event or deciding if I want to go to an event is, first of all, Who is going to attend the event? Second of all, is the format, what is the format of the event? Is it a keynote speaker? Is it a, a dedicated networking event? Is it a round table? What is the format of the event? And then what is the timing of the event? Why does this matter? See, most of the times that I felt that, the event was a disappointment or the experience around the event was a disappointment is because I pushed myself to attend events on a timing that didn't work for me. Maybe, um, you know, when we were in the office, there were events that were after work, and I would go to the events. And then I was stressed driving to be on time to pick up my kids from school. And I was feeling guilty all the way back that i'm a terrible mom because instead of spending time with my kids i was going to an event that by the way it wasn't that great um so that is one aspect of timing the other aspect of timing is maybe you're currently working on an important project or you have a commitment to deliver something. And this networking event at this point in time, rather than helping you is becoming a destruction. So timing is very, very important. So then what I ask myself is, now that I know who is attending the event, I ask myself, is the people who is attending the event, the type of people that I want to connect with? so i work in the hr space so let's say that i want to be intentional this year about networking with peers where i can do benchmark or share good practices so if the event is tailored to hr yes in the surface yes might be the right event but when you dig further maybe this is as specific to the healthcare industry and i work in automotive and I'm specifically, my goal is to expand my networking automotive, then this is not the right event. Or the people that are in that event is not the people that I want to be intentional about networking with. That's why setting a goal of who is that you want to network with and having that very clear is so important. The next thing that I ask myself is, do I think that it's likely that I'll be able to have good conversations with the people attending the events? This typically has to do with the format of the event. If it's, if it's a presentation where we're gonna go there and there's gonna be hundreds of people and we're gonna be sitting down on one spot for the entire event, just listening to someone talking, that might not give me the opportunity to connect and talk and have good conversations with people. Yes, I might see some people that I know and connect with those people on the hallway before going to the event, but really, I'm not going to expand my network. If that is my objective, then maybe this is not the right event. Then I ask myself, have I typically enjoyed this type of events? Maybe this event is very similar to an event that you have been before and you didn't really like it. Then why going again if you're not going to enjoy it? And then is this is the the place and the time frame and the timing of the event work for me? Yes or no? So these are all yes or no questions and if the answer to all these questions is yes, meaning Yes, the people that is attending is exactly the people that I want to connect with. Yes, the event is giving me the opportunity to have meaningful conversations with people. Yes, this is a type of event that I enjoy. And yes, the timing works perfectly with me. Then is an absolute yes, I'm going to this event. If there is two or more no's out of these four questions, then I pass on the event. And doing this exercise helps me feel better that I'm not missing out on the next great thing, but I'm missing out on another disappointment. And I'm okay with that because I have plenty to do and I can use that time to connect with my existing contacts and work on that project or spend more quality time with my family. Okay, so that is how I decide what events to go or not to go. Now, once I go to an event, what are my best tips? So first of all, as I said, typically, because I'm an introvert, when I go to an event, the first thing that I do is that I scan the room for the one person that I know, and I would stick with that person for the entire event and then I go home feeling disappointed. So how to change that and how to be intentional about connecting with people when you go to a networking event. So the first thing is you need to take a look at who is going to attend the event and identify the people that you want to be intentional about connecting with, right? Who is attending that event by name, that you want to connect with. Like you have a target list of who do you want to connect with. Then I do some research in advance. I go to LinkedIn. I check their profile. I make sure that yes, this is the person that I want to connect with. Maybe I would even invite them to connect in LinkedIn before the event because typically this is what happens. And You can tell me if I'm wrong, but typically we go to an event, we meet someone, and right after the event, we go to LinkedIn and invite them to connect. I have reversed that. I connect with people before the event. Yes, there's going to be people that I will connect with after the event, but those that I want to be intentional about connecting with, I have already sent them an invite before the event. Because I went to LinkedIn and I checked their profile. Why do I check their profile? Because I want to learn more about these people. I want to be intentional about what questions I ask them or what we talk about. Because I want to take the most out of that opportunity to connect with them. And it also helps me to find commonalities. What do we have in common? Maybe we went to the same school. Maybe, um we work for the same company at one point or they work for a company that we used to work with or they work at the company that we want to work at so find what you have in common even better if you're able to find out what their passions are even better so what is a way to find out what their passions are maybe is that they are an alumni of a certain school maybe they're part they volunteer for a specific organization that those are things that you can see in their profiles what are they posting about what topics are they posting in social media that can give you hints of what they're passionate about and that is going to give you the tools to have a meaningful conversation, to be intentional on what you talk about with them and what you ask them. Because what typically happens, this was me when I started focusing on networking, I would arm myself with courage to go to these events. And again, I go to the event, I scan the room, I find the person that I know, and I Hope that that person is going to introduce me to someone. And then they would introduce me to someone that I don't know who they are. I haven't done any research. And the first question that I would bring up or the first thing that I would say is something related with the weather. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, what a nice day. Um, Or, oh my God, I'm ready for spring. And then I'm out of topics for conversation. Now, by being intentional, I already know some things about the person and I can be intentional about asking them questions. See, when I started focusing on networking, I took some classes. And the one thing that in every class was a constant is that people would tell me to develop an elevator pitch and to have it ready to use it when I go to these events Sorry for my French, but that is BS because there was never the right opportunity for me to share that elevator pitch that I spent hours putting together. It felt awkward to bring it up. It felt like I was bragging about myself if I was to bring that up. And the thing is that when we go to these events, everyone goes with the intent, mostly, not everyone, but a lot of people goes with the intent of, causing a good impression and talking about their accomplishments and what they've done because you're selling yourself to the people that you're connecting with. What I've learned is that in these types of events, I'm better off listening to others, learning from others, than bragging about myself. I already know everything about myself and there will be plenty of opportunities to share that with others. Instead, what I like to do is to ask people questions. Hey John, I noticed that you work at X company. I've always been intrigued about this company. Tell me more about what you did there. Hey, Mary, you are the vice president of blah, blah, blah. That sounds like a very interesting job. What is that you do? What are the challenges that you have? Hey, Patrick, I saw that you post an article about networking that I absolutely love. Can you share a few more tips with me? Those are the meaningful conversations. Instead of coming up with an elevator pitch, be the one who listens to other people's elevator pitch. Make feel people that you're listening. Make feel people that you're genuine about learning about them. And the way to be genuine about learning about others is when you are intentional as to who you're connecting with, how and when you're connecting with people. Finally, after the event. The event is just the very first step or the second step, right? You have researched the person. Now you connected with them. And now it's important to follow up with people. So you increase the chances that you'll be able to connect with them again in the future. And here you need to be also very strategic. You're not going to follow up with everyone that you meet. You're not gonna send a LinkedIn invitation to every person that you met at an event. I personally believe that you need to be as strategic as to who you follow up with and how you follow up with them. So first of all, you might have already sent that person a LinkedIn invitation even before you met them at that event because you checked their profile before the event in the event that you didn't and you met someone on the event that you really want to stay in contact with and learn more about, go ahead and invite them in LinkedIn. I know there's many people that like to send a nice note with that LinkedIn invite. Personally, and sorry for those who have sent me notes in LinkedIn, I don't read those notes. I get Many requests to connect, and typically I just look at the name of the person. Do I know this person? Do I not know this person? I look at their title or the information that is right away available in LinkedIn and whether it makes sense for me to have this person in my network or not. But I really don't read those introduction notes. So personally, I don't write a note in LinkedIn if i am really intentional about keeping in touch with this person i do send them an email or a note and should be your goal in that networking event to get that person's contact information if you don't have their email or their contact information then yes go ahead and use linkedin but My recommendation is to send a separate message after they have accepted your connection rather than with the invitation to connect, if that makes sense. And what do I add in this note? First of all, I show appreciation for the opportunity to connect. Then I share a highlight of something that happened in our conversation I think about or reflect about the conversation I have with that person and what were the highlights of our conversation. And I mentioned some of those highlights to that person. Hey, I really enjoy you sharing about X, whatever that is, whatever that highlight was. Hey, it was nice to find out that we have this in common. And then I try to be useful for others that is one of the reasons why we network because we know that sooner or later someone can help us or we can help someone so if i can i want to be of help to that person now sometimes you might be thinking there is nothing that i can do to help this person right then think about someone in that person's network that is important for that person or an organization that is important to that person and help that other person or organization. I'll give you an example. I mentioned I work in HR. So sometimes I would meet someone and it is very apparent to me that there's nothing I can do to help this person. They can do a lot to help me, but there's nothing I can do to help them. But during the conversation, it came out that they have a son or a daughter that is graduating from school and is looking for an internship. I might mention on that follow-up email saying, hey, I recall you mentioning that your son is looking for an internship. Here's a link to a posting of internships in the company where I work. You're showing interest in something that is important to them, And whether their son or daughter ends up getting an internship or not, that is not the point. I mean, it will be great, but that's not your decision. But you show them that you were listening, that you were paying attention, and you're providing them information or a resource that is helpful for them or someone that is important to them. And then... I close with an invite. Sometimes it's something open-ended, like I'm looking forward to connect with you again. Or sometimes it's more specific, like I really enjoy our conversation. I would like to continue the conversation. How about we go grab a cup of coffee? Or would you be available to meet sometime in the next month? And that is how I follow up with my contacts. And now if this was really in a strategic contact, then they might make it to my top 10, top 25, or top 50 list when I revisit my strategy to make sure that I follow up with them once in a while and I connect with them again in the future. So that is what I wanted to share on this topic of networking. Um, This was um, a session I had with uh, a few girls last week and I thought I would summarize some of the key takeaways from the session for you um, and share it with you because this might be a topic that is in your radar this year. Okay, if you like today's episode, as always, I'm going to ask you to head to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review Uh, Once you're there, make sure that you subscribe so you get notifications of new upcoming episodes. And please share this episode with someone that you think can benefit from today's content. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you again next week on another episode of the Leading Yourself Podcast.